So, this is a special Christmas episode of my podcast, Underrated, Overhated, about music that is either underrated and or overheated. You're looking skeptical? No, that was, that was, was not a conclusion. No, I was just trying to follow. Okay. Got you. Okay, yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. That was all right. Joined again by my girlfriend, Karen. Hello. Where we're going to talk about Christmas songs, because it is the season. It is, and we're drinking eggnog to yep. go along with this festive podcast. Which, which neither of us, I think, have ever tried before, so... Underrated underrated drinks segment. Is it, though? I, well, who drinks eggnog? I don't know. Well, it may be in Britain. Americans. Yeah, there you go. I think it's possibly overrated in America, maybe? I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's a pretty nice drink, actually. I mean, it's, you know, after eating a whole pizza, and it's probably not advisable. You didn't eat a whole pizza, I finished it. <laughs> that's true. Um... It's just cream and milk and eggs and sugar, so it's really healthy. So I know where the eggs come from, but I don't know where the nog comes from. Nog? It's just a drink, in it? A nog? Is that a thing? Don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, why I always thought. It's like egg drink. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I was willing to trust you there. Um, I don't know. That's what I thought in my head. Yeah, but, you know, fair enough. I, anyway. Oh. Um... <laughs> Have you forgotten? No, what no. I was going to say, what the... What the Pirates drink again. They drink rum, but no. What's there it is called? There is rum in this. I forgot another ingredient. Rum. No, but what's it called? Like uh, rum. Like the pirate drink is like rum and water. What's the word? I can't remember it. Would I know? Grog. A what? They call it grog. Oh uh, yeah, I vaguely heard of that, but yeah, okay. Oh, we're talking about nog. <laughs> there you go. So it rhymes. That's that was the connection. Okay. I don't know how long how how it took me so long to remember the word grog. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just it's what they call the water down rum that they drank. Okay. Grog. Grog. Right. Egg Because that's kind of annoying, the egg grog. <laughs> so it probably came from egg grog. I don't think it did. Yeah, though. no, that's it. We'll move on now because we've sold okay. that. Egg grog. And then okay. that's too hard to say. It's like cupboard. You say cupboard. Well. Egg grog, eggnog. There you go. It's much tastier than watered down rum because it's essentially watered down rum, but watered down with cream <laughs> and milk. Yes. So, yeah. And cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. Um... Anyway, after that long detour, we're talking about Christmas songs. We're talking about underrated, and I don't think we're talking about any overhated Christmas oh, songs. No. We're going to talk yeah. about some Christmas songs that we hate, though. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So cool. we, we had a relatively short short list of songs, and there's going to be some honourable mentions. But all of these songs, I think, well, I have a few bones to pick with your choices, because some of them don't seem that underrated, to be quite frank. Do they not? In fact, okay. the first one I don't think is that underrated, because it seems like it's got... I don't know order we're going in, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the first one in the playlist, which is Sia. Oh, yeah. What's the name of the song? I just really want to sing it when I say the name. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, underneath the Christmas lights. Underneath the Christmas lights. <laughs> underneath the Christmas lights. Underneath the Christmas lights. Underneath the Christmas Actually, the reason, I have to confess, the songs that I've picked, I didn't really know of before. So it's not like, oh, yeah, these are really, like, underrated Christmas songs that I've known about for a long time. It's just that um, I recently heard them and thought they were cool. Um, but, yeah, Louis Theroux did an interview with Sia recently on his podcast. Well, no, we don't talk about the podcast, Sia. Oh, so Yeah, because... You can skip, you can, what do you call it? 
Yeah, it's, it's, Cut that. it's difficult to get people to listen in the first place, so I don't want to point them in a the direction of another Louis more, pro- more professionally done superior podcast. Okay. Um, anyway, on this other podcast, oh, I have to talk about it now because I've put it in context. Okay, anyway, cool. so he's interviewing Sia and um, Louis Theroux mentions that his favorite Sia album is her Christmas album. And then he sings a little bit of Underneath the Christmas Lights and it's very lovely and nice and that. I went and listened to it afterwards. He does like, have a good set of pipes, Louis. He's quite, you know, his falsetto is pretty on point, I would say. See, he was quite impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's how I came across it. But, yeah. So, I, 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 the only reason I say it's maybe not underrated, because it does actually have, like, tens of millions of listens on Spotify. Does it, yeah. I don't know what this... I shouldn't be too picky. I don't know what the standard for underrated is, so I don't really well, have one. I mean, it's, yeah. I guess I was thinking it's not... It's not a song that you hear played at Christmas generally. Like, yeah. you know, it's not like a standard Christmas song that is in the shops and on yes. adverts and stuff, you know. And like another one of her songs from that yeah. same album. Which ha- did become a bit more popular. I Which, think. what's that called again? Um, Santa's Coming For Us. That yeah. was totally yeah. the wrong tune. But yeah, Santa's no, it was Coming pretty For much Us. Right, I think. Um, which I didn't know was her. Yeah, no, so I heard this a few years ago. I remember I was driving maybe to like a band practice or something. That was the first time I heard it in, in the radio. And I thought, this song is really weird. And it's really weird. It's not immediate. I don't know how to explain its weirdness. It's not surreal or psychedelic or progginess. It's not like that kind of weird. But there's something about the, the, the melody and the off-kilter yeah. words. And I don't, think, no, I don't mean it in a bad way at all. But I just remember hearing it. And it's ear-catching. And I was like, that song's weird. Yeah. And I, I didn't... I think I kind of like it, but also don't quite know what to make of it, that song. What, the sentence coming from Yeah, yeah, one. sorry, specifically that song. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't love it. Um, I don't know, yeah, I didn't... It's kind of catchy, isn't it? But um, mm-hmm. I think she's she's quite, like, spiky. I don't know, like, how to describe her vocals, but there's something, there's something about her melodies that are quite, like... They just kind of catch you off guard a little bit, yes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, yeah, it's like something about her kind of, um, some of the intervals or something she uses, they're almost just not quite what you'd expect. And I think... Yeah, without having done like some kind of analysis of it, it feels like they go one direction and they suddenly go the other direction. Yeah, but like, and then it, it somehow still remains like really melodic and catchy. Yes. And yeah, I think yeah. that's what, yeah, I think she's, I, I really think she's a really good songwriter and, mm-hmm. um... So back know. to this song specifically, yes. Underneath the Christmas Lights. Yes. Good song. That uh, wasn't the question I was saying. It's a good song. Okay. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's a good yeah, song. What, what do you think? But I've already expressed my one disagreement or objection to this song. Mm-hmm. Is that it's very hard to understand what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not like so into lyrics that that really matters. But if like that, I don't know, that kind of intonation, that vocal style can sometimes, I'm not super keen on it. I don't know. It sounds a bit, what's the word? Fake. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think that's fair. Yeah. It's a bit... What's the word? Yeah. Fake, I guess. Put on. It's a bit put <laughs> What's on. the word? Yeah, fake. Well, uh, Yeah. But you know what I mean? But it wasn't a massive objection. I got over it quickly enough, but... Yeah. yeah. What What did you like about it? Because you said you thought it was a good song. Yeah. It's what? got parts. You know, I like that about songs. It's got parts. <laughs> I think we've had the same conversation about on the other one I was on. Yeah, yeah. It's got parts. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing for a song to have parts. Mm. And the, yeah. the bit, like the verse to the chorus, it's not it's not an obvious chorus for the verse. 
Mm-hmm. And in fact, I feel it's quite a long chorus. In fact, is it a chorus? That's why I don't feel like it's a chorus. It goes on for quite a long time. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It just yeah. feels like two different songs that work together, that have been put together. I don't even know if I see it as like a song. I don't know. It feels like, and I don't know where it is because I don't know this. Obviously, she released a Christmas album a few years ago. Is it like the I first song on the album. album or something? I feel like it could be like towards the end of, but to me, it feels like one of those, like you can imagine it being like the last song on the album mm-hmm. and yeah. it just being like a closer kind of like, it's got like a lullaby kind of feel to it almost where, yeah, it's not got like a conventional structure and it, it just feels like it kind of, you just kind of melt into it kind mm-hmm. of and it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it does have a chorus, but then it's called Underneath Christmas Lights, so... But I don't think of it a chorus, because a chorus you feel, it's usually fewer bars than that, and that chorus yeah. bit goes on for quite a bit. Yeah, and it's kind of just like the theme in the mm-hmm. whole song, like it, yes, it just yeah. kind of comes back to that, yeah. doesn't it? And it's not... So I, I feel like her melodicism in this song is a little bit less unconventional than that other song. Okay. Less it, unconventional. Yeah, it's less like, obviously, whoa, what... It's less quirky. And I don't mean that in a bad way either, necessarily. Yeah. But it's kind of... Probably. It's a bit yeah. more choral, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's it's like very slow, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of more... Uh, there isn't as much to the melody, because it's just a mm-hmm. bit of a repetition. But it's kind of, la- you know, it's got nice harmonies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's quite layered, which I like. Um, so, yeah. I'm just going to say... As a Beach Boys fan... Oh. Here we go. Mm-hmm. No, I, I really, I like the fact that um, it's kind of a, well, it's not just a Beach Boys thing, but they do it quite a lot. It's that Brian Wilson style. It's not like a vocal melody and it's just there mm-hmm. and it's just a good melody. It's more like the impact of the vocals. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's a song that you kind of sit back and experience. It's yeah, less of a definitely. sing-along. You can yeah. sing along with it and it's a good melody, but you don't sing, it's not like a sing-along song. Mm. It's more of a layers of vocals kind of coming at you. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. That, I yeah, yeah. That too, actually. So I think that song does it quite a bit. So that's yeah. that's the one Brian Wilson connection now. <laughs> but you, I think you can see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do agree. Like it's very like atmospheric, and it. Yeah, I think it. It's more about like the atmosphere it creates rather than because like when you look at the lyrics as well, there's hardly any lyrics in it. Yeah. Like it literally says underneath the Christmas lights loads a lot. of times, and then there's a couple <laughs> like probably two or three more lines of actual lyric in it. And it doesn't really, you know, when you think about like the meaning of the song, it doesn't seem to be about anything in particular, mm-hmm. I think. But I just like that, I don't know, like without reading too much into it, I guess like, you know, underneath the Christmas lights, like Christmas lights are really, you know, Christmas is meant to be like a really joyful and happy time. And when you listen to the song, it's like super kind of haunting and kind of, yeah. it sounds quite sad. And there is a line in it that's quite, you know, about someone crying and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I just think it's kind of left a bit ambiguous. And I, think I honestly didn't get that line about her crying, but yeah, well, that's back to me I've not understanding lyrics, a word. <laughs> but yeah, like it's kind of nice, you know, it's that idea of like, oh, you know, Christmas lights, like shining, everyone's happy. But actually like mm-hmm. what happens underneath the Christmas lights? Like people could be having a rubbish time, you know, that's kind of, I just think it's grim. Yeah, but it's like. But I, I don't listen to it. It doesn't sound grim, no, does it? It sounds. But... It almost has that kind of. Like some Christmas carols have like a kind of gothic feel. Mm. Like, hark, hear the bells. Yeah. That's got that like. Like cathedral gothic epic feel to it. And that kind of. Ha- this has that. This song has that same kind of feel. A bit of cinnamon stick in my mouth. <laughs> um, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I don't know, like, it'd be interesting to know, like, what she was, what vibe she was mm-hmm. going for, like, when she wrote it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's got that kind of big, like, almost choral, but not quite, because there's, like, not that many loud harmonies. Yeah, quite yeah. Subtle. I was um, going to say, I feel like it's not, it's not like a multi-part choral kind of thing where you've got, like, counterpoint as well. It's a bit more... no. But I think that's it's like eerie and haunting. I think yes, is the yeah. right way to describe it because it's like it. All the harmonies are very subtle. It's kind of the melody's like very like creeping. Mm-hmm. Is there even it's... any percussion in that? I was just thinking what instruments are. I don't yeah. feel that it's pre- there'll be piano. Is it piano? I, I think it's probably it's... some synthy stuff. I but it feels very it's atmospheric and very kind of sparse. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and she's clearly got like a really good voice and mm-hmm. just like I guess. She can show it off a little bit because it is quite sparse other than yeah, her yeah, singing. And, um, it feels like she's quite a showy offy vocalist though. Not in a bad way again, but like yeah, she has a few like so. few pieces she brings out where she's like... Like chandeliers, like what? What? I know, again, Louis had a little sing-along <laughs> for Did quite well. But yeah. Anyway, so to wrap this song up, how many mince pies out of five? Oh, don't. You never told me we'd have to do this. I just came up with it now. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, like Five it. available mince pies to give out to her. How many would you give her? I think I'd give her a four for give that. Four. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the I'd give her a four and a half, actually, oh, I think. Oh, see. Well, I don't know. This mince pie scale. You're allowed to give half a, a mince pie. You're allowed to chop one in half. Well, I don't know because it's it's... Even though I brought it to your podcast, mm. it's not like my favourite. Well, it's not necessarily mine either. I'm not necessarily saying... <laughs> well, well, I'll just give it a four but, then. We'll leave it. But oh, that's fine. I was I, just saying I'd give it a four out of five, four point five out of five. I, yeah. I think it's a very good version of what it is. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's yeah. di- different. And I think it's a high quality enough song. A 4.5. Well, I'll give it a four. Well, well, you don't have to. I'm not arguing no, that. <laughs> I'm making me think about my other choice and what I'd rate that. And like, it's kind of, you know, it's much easier to rate things when you've got yeah, yeah. Some things on your radar. Yeah, that's fair. Know. We'll come back to it then. <laughs> You're like, just move on. The next song then. What should we do next? We'll do my song. One of my songs because we chose two each. Uh, First Christmas by Stan Rogers. First Christmas Anyone who listens to this podcast will know I'm a big fan of Stan Rogers. Um, and to be honest, I didn't listen to this song particularly closely until deciding to do it for this podcast. Um, I'm going to send it straight over to you. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I can... How many pies? I, How many wins oh, pies? No, don't do this to <laughs> me. Um, yeah, I confess I haven't listened to this one as much. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice. Like, it's a nice melody. And obviously, Stan's got a lovely voice. And it's a bit sad. Like, the lyrics... It's incredibly sad. I just read the lyrics, um, (laughs) you know. But it's just a collection of stories about sad things happening to people, you know, on Christmas. So, it's pretty sad. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's a bit, like... It's a bit repetitive because it's six minutes long and it's kind of like the Karen, same it's a, it's a folk melody. song. It's a I folk know, well, song exactly. telling a story. And like a lot of folk songs and Stan Rogers songs are like this. That it's like, oh, that's really nice. And then five minutes later, you're like, yeah, okay, I get it now. You know. Right, okay, sacrilege. Uh... I don't think that is. I think you probably... <laughs> you know, honestly, my, my objection to the song is... 
I do like I like the song Stan. I don't think you can go far wrong with Stan. He doesn't really have. He doesn't put out. He never. He didn't put out. Should he, should I say he didn't put out shit? So none of it's that bad. Everything at the very least is like, oh yeah, it's fine. It's quite nice. Mm. Might be a bit long, but it wasn't my objective. To me, I don't think I really listened to the song properly before because I thought some of the lyrics were a bit trying too hard to rhyme. Oh okay. So it's like, yeah, the first two lines rhyme a go with snow, but it's a bit. It's a, it feels a bit heavy handed. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I, it's one of those things. I'm not necessarily listening closely to lyrics most of the time, but if someone does something very heavy-handed like that, I tend to be a bit off-put. And actually, it's Stan. It still works. It's a good story, and throughout it, it's actually quite good lyrics. But I do feel like he gets a bit clumsy throughout it, and I can I find that a bit off-putting sometimes. Clumsy, just lyrically. Yeah, and it's again, it's not the story. It's not what's happening that's clumsy. Just a few. I think people can get too caught up in a rhyme scheme. Yeah, okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I just didn't listen to the lyrics that well, so yeah. I, I didn't really think about that. And I, I don't know why I'm quite picky with it, but if someone gets too caught up in a rhyme scheme and it, you can hear that they're it's trying to bit, do it, like, oh, yeah. you didn't have to do that. Um, it's like you may as well just go for a word that doesn't rhyme as well. Yeah. Sound better. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a minor objection, so I'm not going to take too many mince pies from his full <laughs> scoff for that. But um, it's um, Stan, I find he's very emotionally impactful. And this song is very depressing, as 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 it, <laughs> as it should be. Just what you want at Christmas time. Hey, look, we all we all listen to sad music sometimes, and that's what this song does well. Yeah, and also it's particularly depressing in 2020 because it's called what is it? First, first Christmas, Christmas, and it's about your first Christmas away from home. So, you know, it's, it's very 2020 UK COVID times. Yeah, where we are having our first Christmas away from the nest. We are our respective nests. That's... We're from different nests. <laughs> this is oh, this God. is this is uh, Bristol, not so. not Alabama. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, a lot of people are having that first Christmas away, or at least yeah. not meeting up with friends that live in other house. I mean, lots of people are. <laughs> uh, lots of people are just completely flouting the guidelines and rules. Yeah, anyway, true. I mean, the government themselves are being very up in the air about it, aren't they? Yeah, but it's still it's, exactly, it's um... the point is it's a very pertinent song for twenty twenty. It is. Um, Thank you, Stan. I don't want to spoil the story because it's one of those songs that has a story. I don't want to spoil it oh, for people, okay. but it's it's sad. <laughs> it's a sad one. Yeah, rest, rest assured. <laughs> so, how many mince pies? Oh, why do I have to? You go first. Then. Okay. Oh, no, you, I think you kind of went first last time, actually. Oh, I know. I'd give it a three. Uh, mm, I think it'd have to be a three. Okay. What did I give the other one? A four. Uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, it'd have to be a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I think oh, I... I, don't, I, don't, I can't do this mince pie system. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really okay, sure. how about if it's Christmas puddings? <laughs> Is that easier? Is that a easier for bit, you? But... <laughs> anyway, pigs on. and blankets? Five, out of five pigs and blankets. Yeah. What, what are you giving it? Um, I'll give it a four. Yeah, I think I'll give it a four. Are you giving C a 4.5? Yeah, I think. Can I up my C a one? Because I'm thinking about all the other songs. And right, I okay. I need to rejig it a bit. So yeah, okay. If I give C a 4.5 and then Stan. Yeah, we'll give him a three. Give him a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. What's next? Okay, good. Right, that's fine. We'll, we'll move on. Oi to the World by No Doubt. So Gwen Stefani's first band, who I looked her up the other day, is 51, I think. Yeah. Which is crazy, because I remember when 
she must have been in the 30s, I guess, when she was famous. I, I thought she was younger than that, I think. Yeah. When she when... was bigger with her solo career. I remember yeah. seeing her when we were teenagers. She always looked quite young, didn't she? Yeah, she's 51 now. That's just... Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That wrinkles my brain, you know. It's crazy. Yeah. That nogs my egg. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, so you suggested this song. Yeah, I just thought it was quite a fun song. Um, Again, I hadn't really heard it before. Um, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a cover of a band called The Vandals, I think I've got that right. And I think they released this song, Oi to the World, in like 96 or something. So like a year before, no doubt, released the cover. Okay, that was a quick turnaround. So it was very quick. I think that's right. I might be wrong, but I think I've never heard of them. I'm not big into punk, so it's not surprising that I wouldn't have heard I of them. I mean, yeah, I'm not either. But um, The Vandals original is like... I don't know. I don't like it as much. Mm-hmm. I think the vocals are a bit. I mean, they're they're from California, but they're kind of putting on this fake British. Oh accent no, that's not good. It just it's a bit yeah flat and a bit yeah. like yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of it's just fun. It's bouncy. It's kind of mm-hmm. ska punk. It's got some horns in there. Yeah. So I asked you this earlier. The uh, uh, no doubt a ska punk band. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, no, right. are they? No, so I was asking. Oh, are they? Because well, you I said didn't you weren't think sure. They were, they're punky but... at the very least. Yeah, I think they're quite punky. That's a very, it's a very scarce. The song is very scar. Song. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know. No doubt, really, apart from like that one song that was quite big. B A N A. No, that's Gwen I know, I know, I know. What is that one song that was quite big? Oh, oh no, I've forgotten it. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, but and the lyrics are actually quite heartwarming. Okay. Christmas heartwarmness. Why heard? Some of the lyrics saying something about someone breaking all the bones. Yeah, that's less heartwarming. <laughs> it's not. Well, some of it isn't that heartwarming, but the message is quite heartwarming. It's just about like racial unity, man. Because like, is it? Yeah, cause Haji, right? So it's like Haji was a punk, something, something. So Haji is like the main character, and he must be a Sikh gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, he wears a turban. Then there's this guy called Trevor, who's a bit of a racist knob. Well, he's called Trevor. Yeah, Trev. Um, Trev is like the most racist And name. they're going down the pub and that together, but Trevor's not happy and like, you know, he's just arguing with Hadji and trying to rip his turban off and everything. And then, yeah, and then they end up getting in a fight and Hadji's got a sword and Trevor's got nunchucks. Oh, I remember hearing a bit about nunchucks. I didn't Nunchucks, connect. what did I say? Con- nunchucks. <laughs> I didn't connect the dots. I didn't know what what was going on. Yeah, but anyway, they have a fight and then they're both in a bad way. But then, like, Trevor's in a really bad way and the police are coming and everything. Mm. And Hadji makes a tourniquet out of his turban and helps Trevor out and, like, you know, stops him from bleeding. And then they go to the pub together and drink whiskey. And they're friends. And then I think the oi to the world bit is just, like... Oi to the world. Just, like, solidarity kind of... That's my take on it. Oh, you didn't get my little joke. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, no, I think obviously that is... Yeah, I know. But I was thinking, because... <laughs> yeah, I know, I know that was their joke. Obviously, Jacob, that's uh, the whole thing about this song. No, I was going to say, so before I listened to it, I just saw the song name, I thought, oh my God, are they just going to be singing Oi to the World? Oh, sorry, it's a cinema again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I can see why you'd think that. I did wonder that. Too. And I thought, mm, I don't know how much I feel, what I feel about that. Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like it was going to be a bit of stupid gimmick. Yeah. But as it turns out, they didn't do that. So I've not heard the original kind of comment. Not a big fan of punk. Yeah, I was curious what you thought. So she's quite... a much better singer than 99% of punk That's singers. True. That helps, doesn't it? That helps so much. Because yeah. I've said before, I'm not 
tiring all punk with this brush because you know i do like the clash and i do like bits and pieces but lots of time punk feels like an excuse to just not be very good Mm. that's not my vibe not all the time i'm Mm. trying to be fair but let's be honest um yeah let's be honest let's be honest (laughs) I've forgotten what you said. <laughs> <laughs> that punk punk is sometimes an excuse for not being very good. I don't know if it's an excuse. Like, I just oh, yeah, maybe I'm being uncharitable. It's maybe not, they're it's not, not excusing. Excuse, like, they're not saying, like, yeah, yeah. oh, you No, know. it's true. I was being deliberately, what's the word? Annoying. Provocative. <laughs> Provocative. No. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Okay, so I think, yeah, punk, maybe it's not as an excuse, but yeah. You don't like punk. Let's just I don't like, no, no, no. I, again, there's some that I do like, and I don't necessarily object to it at all, but a lot of it is just people who are crap. Mm. And I, I don't, I'm not really like, it's it's in an angry genre, right? And I'm not dissing it for that, but I don't, I don't, it doesn't vibe with me. Angry music, meh. Even when I like hard rock, it's not necessarily because it's aggressive. I don't know. It's just, mm. it, it's very, it feels to me very teenage kind of, petulant angsty i don't know mm. and again it's very i'm framing it very pejoratively and i understand but you know sometimes you have to describe something the way it feels to you and that's why i don't like it mm. you know what i mean and that's that's and i think you know people describe lots of music i'm like in pejorative terms and that's their impression of it and i think it's fair and i it, i think someone who likes punk can probably see what i mean if they don't even if they don't agree mm-hmm. so i'm not trying to dismiss it all with that but that's kind of my impression of it and i get that vibe a lot of the time and i don't get it from this song because she's a much i don't know like i feel like once you just heighten the level you're playing it just helps a bit and she can clearly sing a lot better yeah so she's actually she's she actually sounds like a good singer who's actually kind of putting a bit of aggression into it and the vocals i think are a bit distorted or overdriven anyway yeah i think so yeah. so she's not just and again i think this is fair to say a lot of punk singers aren't very good singers mm. i don't like that yeah yeah, no, it's fair, isn't it? I yeah. So I, I didn't. It's a weird song, isn't it? In a way, because quite obviously catchy, but for me, it's still kind of a bit too punky. So I'd still give it like a three point five. It's still pretty song strong. Yeah. But is it just too like the guitars and stuff are just kind of? Yeah, I don't know. I just and... yeah, I just I th- I feel like by just going oh, it's got a bit of a scar thing going on, but it's still quite subtle. It's not super like. Mm. skanking is it um so i just kind of feel yeah on guitars it just it just turns me off immediately because it's otherwise a good song sung by someone who's a good singer i just feel like it just kind of caps it do you know what i mean i don't know i, yeah, I can't help. I, I just have that's just i just i just i just think that if it didn't like if it had like more complicated guitar playing it wouldn't no sometimes it's song. not sorry i got ice in my mouth now <laughs> We're a nightmare tonight. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon, ice. Mince pies. Yeah. No, no, so sometimes, I've said this to people before, it's not about making it more complex, but sometimes it's just leave a bit more room. Like, not on guitar. She, it doesn't quite do that in this song, but... um, Just sometimes, like, you can just leave a bit more room there. I'll just do a bit something different. But again, it's because yeah. I don't I don't vibe with that kind of, like, yeah. high energy kind of thing, usually. Okay. There's some, like, hard rock... I was going to say, I just... I, it wouldn't be, yeah. It's and I know, like, no it's point. defeating the object of what it is for yeah. me to say that, but that's just why I don't vibe with it as a genre. Yeah. And in some way that some people, like Brett, who has been on this podcast a few times before, hey, Brett. Brett, he doesn't like, um, there's a folk song that we talked about with him, 
there's like lots of twiddly guitar playing going on. I think it was a Planksty song, so it was like proper trad folk. Mm. Um, and he's just like, I just don't like that fiddly guitar. He's just, he's just not into it. It's just filling up too much noise for him or whatever, too much space being filled by. Mm. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's what I love. And if you don't like that style, you don't like it. Yeah. So he's like, well, this would be a much nicer song if he was just kind of strumming on guitar, which obviously defeats the point of the song. And it's the same for this. I feel like it would be a much better song if they just kind of left a bit more space or something. Mm. In which case, you've completely defeated the object of having it be a punk song. Yeah. So we just go back around to me being like, not super into punk. Have I, have I properly justified it? Uh, yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. I just think it's a bit of a circular thing, isn't it? Because, mm. you know... You either like it for what it is, or yeah, you don't. <laughs> so you know, Cause I'd still me, say I do like it. If it, yeah. if it was on, I could sing along with it. Yeah, it's just for me. Like if it didn't have that kind of driving guitar, I think that's like yeah. Even though it's, you know, it's not like the most impressive thing in the world. Yeah, or, it's just. But again, it's, it's not impressive. It's part of the energy, uh, and part uh, of the vibe. I want to get away from this idea. No, that... yeah, okay, but yeah, whatever that is, and I'm yeah. just using that as an yeah, example. yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, for me, you know, it's just difference of opinion, isn't it? For me, that's part of the energy and the vibe of the yeah, song yeah. what I quite enjoy about it. It's mm-hmm. just being like, you know, it's that bouncy kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do like the bouncy, but yeah, I know, yeah, I think we yeah. just... Like, if it was turned into like a kind of 80s synth pop, pop. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I can even get into that more. It's not a snobbish thing necessarily. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can yeah. get into that. If it was like a Cindy Lauper type of pop bop. Yeah. That's kind of something I can get into a lot more. Whereas yeah. punk, it just yeah, it just feels a bit. I don't know. Get off my lawn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> punk. Um, but yeah, I, I feel comfortable with the three point five. And to be fair, you know, that's because I'm not into the genre. So maybe if I was into it, it would probably be more like a four point five. I don't know, but. I mean, I don't know what to give it now because I'm this mince pie thing's not working out for me. But I've told you, you can do, I'll give it four. You can do Christmas puddings if you prefer. I'll give it a four Christmas a four. food thing out of five. <laughs> okay, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, putting numbers on things is always a bit artificial, really, because it's quite hard to do. I mean, yeah, it means nothing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, and I usually kind of resist trying to, like, quantify these things because it changes from day to day. Do you know what I mean? You can't really yeah, put... Yeah, I was just thinking about, like, say, like, Fairytale of New York. Like, where would you put that? Cause that's I mean, that's a strong good. five, isn't it, really? Yeah, I guess that's, like, that's the kind of pinnacle I'm working mm. to as well. So, yeah, anyway. Mm. Let's go on to the next one. Yes. So, there's a little prog band called Jethro Tull. I think they're the only band named after a 17th century agriculturist. Agriculturalist. 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 <laughs> um, are they quite a prog band? Yeah, they're kind of lumped in prog, but they're kind of like folksy, bluesy as well. And they had a song called Ring Out Solstice Bells. Now the Sausage bells. Would you what you thought it said? Yeah, I was really. I think I was quite hungry. I was driving from home to work, and I kept <laughs> thinking they were saying, "Bring out sausage, bring out sausage." And then I was like, oh, "Are they saying bring out sauces? Bring out sauces?" <laughs> and then 
I realised the name of the song was Bring Out the Solstice Bell. Ring Out Solstice Bell. Oh, shit, is it? Yeah, not Bring Out Ring. <laughs> oh, that would make a lot more sense. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Completely missed the, the point of the song. But yeah. um, so, in typical Jethro Tull fashion, it's kind of Elizabethan minstrel music in a way, but with electric guitar and some, yeah. like, rock drums and some, obviously, some badass flute from our friend Ian Anderson. I say our friend. <laughs> Good old Ian. So what do you think of this song? Yeah, I liked it. I, you know, I like the flute. The flute's really cool. Um, You've just summed up Jethro Tull's career. Yeah. I like the flute. The flute is cool. It's good. Um, again, I haven't listened to it loads, but um, it's quite long, is it? It's quite a long one. I don't think so. It feels oh, like three and a half, maybe four. Oh, I don't okay. Know. That's pretty short. I think that was just a guess from me. <laughs> You just assumed it was just for Tulsa. Oh, is it is it twenty three minutes long? Twenty three minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm struggling to think what to say about it. Like, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's eccentric, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of like the little breaks. You Mm -hmm. know how it's kind of like broke. It's got that like broken up feeling. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? You might call it disjointed. But that's that's might be more pejorative. Well, but it's it's it no, is. No, yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, and I didn't think about it in a pejorative way. I think like kind of what you said. It uses like the space a little bit, mm-hmm. and not, you know, it just breaks. The vocals are quite broken up, and then you've got do 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 like with the <laughs> flute in the middle and stuff, and it's got almost got like a call and response type feel mm-hmm. to it. Um, but yeah, it's nice. Mm, it's a weird song. Mm. What do you think is weird about it particularly? But it's just Jethro Tull, isn't it? Really, it's a. It's not even necessarily weird. It's not just the weird music, which is like seven, eight times. So it's a little bit off kilter, and it's a little, little bit Elizabethan kind of minstrelly vibe. You can yeah, imagine a bunch of yeah. guys and like stuck with lutes and yeah, that's that's the music it is. But it's also just Ian Anderson. He's a very eccentric English fellow. Like he is that's a character he kind of occupies, yeah. and I guess you can kind of hear that. You can tell he's a bit weird, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah. He's not like they're not a straightforward rock band. No, yeah, it's definitely got that kind of yeah that whole minstrel thing going mm-hmm. on, and I guess that is quite odd, really. Like mm-hmm. you don't hear, him... but then it kind of it does instantly sound quite Christmassy as well. That yeah, vibe, yeah, doesn't it? Is it just because of that that minstrelly vibe does sound Christmassy? I feel potentially, like it does. yeah. Why is that? Well, because people are probably only going to hear that music in the context of like a Christmas <laughs> album of like traditional Christmas carols or something like that. I think every family had that CD growing up. Do you know what I mean? Some kind of CD. And it has those kind of bells and like maybe a bit of faux Tudor instrumentation or something. There are, yeah. Oh, okay. See, I couldn't remember that there were bells in it. So I was like, why does it sound so Christmassy? There are bells. And it is noteworthy for being the only pagan Christmas song on the list and one of the only ones, the only one I know. There can't be many. Yeah, I don't know any. Nice one, Jethro. No, Jethro Tull's the person it's named after. He's called Ian. I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's, it's a weird one that, like, Jethro Tull are kind of... Uh, they're a hard rock band in a, in a way. They're kind of similar to Jethro Tull, uh, to Led Zeppelin in many ways. But they're also quite proggy with, you know, some, like, 20-odd minute long songs. Things like that. Um, but this is quite... I mean, it's a Christmas song. And it's kind of... The closest thing they came to in the seventies, at least, to like just a straightforward pop song. Mm. Still not very straightforward, but it's a lot more commercial than their other stuff. 
Yeah. And it has that cleaner production, I feel. Like, it feels like they're kind of... It must have been one of the few times they were consciously aiming for chart success. Or, like, yeah, I, I can't say whether they were aiming for that throughout their entire career, but it sounds more oh. consciously like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's quite it's quite catchy, the main yeah. bit. Like, the ring out those the bells bit. Mm-hmm. Bring out the sausage bit. Bring out the sausage yeah. bells. Um, um, it's not one of my favourite Jethro Tull songs. But I think that's just because I like the other stuff so much. The other stuff is really good. Yeah. And he's a weird vocalist because he's, yeah, he, he's not a very pretty vocalist in a way. Not really. Like, you, he's not... I don't yeah. know what to describe, but he's not ugly. He's Do you not know what I mean? Bad. Yeah. Just... He's certainly not bad. He's got some really good vocals, but he has a, has a weird vibe. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like in the song as well. Like, it feels quite kind of... It kind of like swells a bit, doesn't it? It does. Like it's kind of got layers, like especially in the chorus, if you call it the chorus. Whatever, yeah. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. kind of like builds up quite nicely in his vocals. That's prog for you, isn't it? Quite layered and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if other people in the band sing or. No, I think it's almost always just him. Yeah. I don't know how they rep- reproduce it live, so maybe they do. But I can tell when I listen to their studio stuff, you can hear yeah, that it's him over and over again. Yeah. You can really tell. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how they would have reproduced it live. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a four mince pies out of five. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I've probably... Um, I can't remember what I gave the last one, to be honest. I have no idea. I can't remember any of them now. We'll give it a 3.5. Okay. Yeah, fair. I feel like it's a bit high. You had three to Stan Rogers, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I like it more than Sam Rogers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got a bit more to it, I think, you know. It's yeah, yeah. A bit more interesting, maybe. Just a good, straightforward, pagan Christmas song. Yeah. It's got, you know, Stan's just him being a bit sad and singing sad things. <laughs> and it's, you know, it sounds nice, but I'm yeah. not getting that Christmassy vibe from him. Yeah, so. no, it's true. It's not Christmas. It's not a Christmas song. It's yeah. a song about Christmas. And it doesn't have to be happy to be a Christmas song. Yeah, yeah. But, like, see ya. It has a weird, weirdly, it has a Christmas vibe. Mm-hmm. Maybe because she says Christmas over a lot. Over again. <laughs> but like, it's kind of cheating then. She still somehow put that atmosphere of like cold, wintry. Do you know what I mean? Something Christmassy. Yes. Which I like. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important for a Christmas song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. So, so that kind of leads me onto the question of like, how do we judge a good Christmas song compared to a good song? I feel like it's a different standard. Because mm. we mentioned you mentioned the Pogues before. Fairytale in New York. I feel like that's one of the few Christmas songs that is actually just good full stop. Yeah. Whereas I feel like we collectively lower our standards for a Christmas song and we just go, it's about Christmas. Hey, it's great. Yeah, I think we probably do. So have you been rating these songs on that basis? Um, I think I have. Yeah, I've been, I've been, yeah, I, I yeah, have. I've been comparing them to other Christmas songs, yeah. but you know, it's still quite hard to yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's how I would think about it, I guess. Because I'd give the Sia song a 4.5, but I wouldn't oh, yeah. give it as high as that. Like, my 4.5 for all the songs I've ever yeah. known is... So maybe if I was... Ri- I don't know. I don't know what I'd give it if I was basing it upon all songs that I've ever liked. But it's the same for all the songs so far. I think I would... Yeah. It's weird, yeah. that, isn't it? You definitely... Yeah, Christmas songs are kind of their own breed, I think. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. Because... And it's usually like it's weird that there's only a select there's only a selection really that you hear year on year mm-hmm. and year and you can you know it's kind of impressive actually that you're still like oh yeah that's a really good song after you've heard it like 
That's because you never hear it for the rest of the year. That's true. That's true. And there are some that we'll get onto the, at the very end that we do just hate. Yeah. So we're just going to quickly mention some honourable mentions. Oh, yeah. We're going to mention the honourable mentions. Yeah. So, psh, psh, psh. the kinks. Oh, Father yeah. Christmas. Father Christmas, give me some money. Was... I, did, I didn't know that, actually. No. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a good one, actually. It's, it's fun. good. Yeah, it's good because... lyrics. Good tune. Yeah, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. You know, it's yeah, kind yeah. of funny in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a good tune. I've been, it's been in my head all day, yeah, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd give that like a four. Oh, we're not rating these. Oh, we're not. Okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. But it's a good song. I'd recommend people listen to it. Yeah. Bish, bash, bosh. Mike Oldfield, Indulci oh, yeah. Jubilo. I forgot about that one. It's all about that electric guitar when it comes in. Yeah. I actually saw that that was on the li- a list of most hated Christmas songs the other day. Oh, people, people are awful. Can't trust it. <laughs> Yeah, no, like the guitar playing is very good. Mm-hmm. It's a cool tune. Like it's, it's a good tune. Yeah. It's... So isn't I think it's my understanding that that's usually a very slow kind of carol. I think so. Yeah. And I remember trying to hear like the original version, and it's always really slow. And yeah. It just, because you come into it with certain presuppositions, you're just like, oh no, I don't like it. Yeah. Because it sounds so jolly when yes. he plays it at that tempo, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, but for me, yeah. the summing up for that song is just, yeah, all the playing is nice and the melody is nice, but the guitar playing is just amazing. And he's just like his tone and everything. Yeah, it's so brilliant. Cool. I love his guitar playing. I always love Michael Field guitar yeah. playing. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. Yeah, cool. Laura Marling. Oh, are we not doing that one now? Because it's not really that Christmassy. Oh, we'll just give it a mention. It's called Goodbye England, brackets, covered in snow. I don't know if that's in the title. I think it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's a nice song and mm. it's... Yeah, it doesn't mention Christmas at all. So but it's wintry. It's, so it's very wintry. Yeah. Says snow song. a lot. It's a good song. It's really nice. Yeah. And I always remember. I was. I don't know much about her music, but I've taken taken objection to her because of what she said about trad music. <laughs> yeah. You listen she to a, a podcast bit... and she said she doesn't like trad folk, which is obviously beyond the pale. I don't know. If she, yeah. Well, she said she doesn't like being called. Like, right. Right. Uh, being classed as a folk musician yeah. or whatever. Fair um, enough. But this song is but... much more trad folk than other stuff I've heard from her. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds very Nick Drakey. That's what that's what I thought. Yeah, in a yeah, good way. It's, cool. it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Paul, stop. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. It's just the lyrics are good. I think, and the melody's cool. And, and again, it's got pants. It's got pants. The song has pants. And it's win- You know, it's got that wintry atmosphere. I think. Yeah. Next one, Beach Boys, Winter Symphony. So it's not off of their like famous '60s Christmas album, which I'm not really that keen on, despite of how much I love the Beach Boys. Um, it's kind of it was an unreleased track up until relatively recently, actually. It was recorded more in the late seventies, whilst Brian Wilson was lost to the world in a haze of mm. acid, coke, and booze. Yeah, I think it's a good song. Yeah, I like it. I don't know it as well as you, obviously, but you have played it a few times, and mm. um, I like it. It's quite a cool melody. Um, I don't know the lyrics too well. They're pretty um, straightforward. It's just about. But yeah, cool song. Yeah. Cool song. Um, I feel like you had one more to suggest. Was it the darkness? It was the darkness. Christmas time. In brackets, don't let the bells end. I mean, is this underrated? (laughs) Is it underrated? This is overheated because a lot of people hate this song. Okay, this is. I think this is a good one. Uh, Yeah, I I will. I will die on this hill for the darkness. They had two great songs. Yeah, I mean, like, and a one way ticket. One way ticket to hell was an alright song. 
It was okay. It wasn't I, as good, yeah, but it was, it was all right. I wasn't a big fan of that one. But, but. I, I genuinely think that's pretty much the only three songs by them I'm even slightly interested yeah. in. I know that Permission to Land was really big, but it wasn't a great album, was it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know their albums. So but... I Believe in a Thing Called Love is obviously amazing. Everyone acknowledges that. Yeah. And his voice, like, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's, phenomenal. it's got his own thing going on. Yeah. But, you know, he can sing. Yeah. And... I think the, like the guitarists are good as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, they always have like quite cool solos and mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah, it's just a fun song. It's a good like, song about Christmas. Good sing along. It's yeah, got yeah. Christmas bells. In I think it. so. we're gonna put that on after this because I want to yeah. listen to that song. It's, it's a good, good song. It's good. And it's like yeah, and his falsetto and the verse and everything are. His voice is crazy. Style. I really like his voice. Yeah. Um, good. It's good goofy, song. isn't it? Like he's, yes, it's yeah, quite yeah. like tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. Like, all all of their songs. But, mm-hmm. um, and then songs we hate christmas songs we hate do you want to go first um i can't remember what i was gonna say <laughs> do you want me to go first uh, wait, wait what was i gonna say you go first no um mine was paul mccartney S- wonderful christmas time the moon is right oh. the moon is right <laughs> it's just the verse has no melody at all what are you doing paul you know, it do, I mean, it does have a melody. It's just a really it's, bad one. But uh, okay, yeah, and it's very repetitive. Yeah, and then the chorus comes in. Bit more of a melody going on there, mm. at least. And then these children going ding dong, ding dong, just as you thought you're having a bit of a rest from the song. It kicks in with uh, this yeah. chorus of children. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it is obnoxious. It's incredibly in obnoxious. Either, apart from the real, yeah, the obnoxious kind of vocals and it, it, it's kind of synthy but they're it really tinny horrible t- sounding and it's synths. quite quiet isn't it it's yeah quite, i don't know and and i think this is the main reason it's so awful is that you hear it everywhere like it's a big christmas song at least in britain it, is it big, really yeah. is huge it's on loads of adverts and it's always on in the shops yeah. and what the lyrics as well what is that the moon is right actually so there's a lot of disagreement <laughs> on this so, some people say it's the mood is right but a lot of people say it's the moon is right, so I, I generally don't no, know what the answer is. That was my confusion because the mood is right makes. But it's still bit, not, great. It's not great. I mean, it's Paul sense. McCartney's lyrics. His lyrics are not good. The, but it it really does sound like the moon. The moon is right. <laughs> so I don't know, and the rest. It's like it's just low effort, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it feels very. We're having a lovely Christmas. That's it. We're well, having. <laughs> no, how's it go? I can't remember. <laughs> I, I was paraphrasing a bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Simply having a wonderful Christmas. There you go. That's so good. There you go. <laughs> I was saying that's, that's. I don't know what, what I was saying. Um, so to me, honestly, this song goes to the heart of my problem with Paul McCartney, who is the most successful musician of the 20th century. No. Because of the Beatles and his solo career and Wings, and to be fair, he has maintained a consistent like he's been consistent in a way that pretty much no one else has been. I will give him that. There's a kind of baseline to his quality. Like he always has like at least a melody. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. some, like everybody else, doesn't matter who you are. Stevie Wonder, who's fucking genius, has some real dreck in there as well. But Paul McCartney's problem isn't that he puts out something that's so shit. It's just, ugh. He, his problem is almost the opposite, that he'll write something that's actually genuinely quite catchy, but ends up annoying because of how catchy it is. I feel like this song is that. Once it's in your head, the moon is right. It just will not leave. And it's his voice singing it is just so abrasive and every time you hear it in a shop it's just like it's this fucking song again it's got that kind of twee vibe hasn't it that he does that's paul isn't it yeah yeah but it's yeah 
And it isn't like it is quite it is catchy, I guess, in a that's, way. Yeah, but that's the main problem with if it was less catchy, then you're just like, oh, it's a throwaway shitty song. But there's this kind of ding dong ding. It's yeah. just it's not masterful melody, but it sticks in your head. Oh Yeah. Damn it, Paul. Damn it, Paul. So my choice for a song is I remember Band Aid. Oh yeah. Feed the world. And I've always hated this song. I think it's because it's actually it's just from like a production point of view, it sounds crap and cheap and tinny. Mm. I'm talking about like maybe the first two, because there've been like five of them now. But the first two are kind of similarly, they sound a bit meh, a bit muffled and crap. And it's just the lyrics are obnoxious. Yeah. Do okay, they know oh, it's yeah, Christmas? Yeah. It's like there are millions of Christians in Africa. Yes, I think they do know it's Christmas. And the ones who maybe don't know it's Christmas might be Muslim and therefore they don't particularly care or they might be one of the other many religions in Africa. And I know that's not the point of the song, but it's just stupid throwaway lyrics. And because it's done in this kind of charitable, for this charitable cause, the fact that the lyrics are so condescending is even cringier. Yeah, I do think it's all a bit cringy mm. and I, I just i think the guest spots every time they redo it, it's like oh we're gonna do it with who is currently famous like we'll get take that on and they'll sing it yeah and every time it's just i just hate hearing the guest spot of each each singer because like bono's been on it every it's always time, bono it's always bono but i think that yeah he's probably the most annoying person on it because he always just is over the top himself he's just like yeah. i'm gonna be the most bono that has ever bonoed the world <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you could hear it every time someone sings. They're like, "I'm just going to be me more than I've ever been me ever before," and it's just really. It's because annoying. they only have like a, they know as well that there's just a tiny segment yeah. where you can hear yeah, their yeah. voice, so they have to like really put it on. Yeah, yeah. It. But it just comes across as a bit false, mm-hmm. which is even cringier in the context of like a charitable, mm-hmm. you know, single. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just yeah. and and just inherently the music is just obnoxious. It's just again, it's kind of like the Paul McCartney song in that it's actually quite catchy. It but in like a actually, very bad I'm way. I'm trying to think of what the verse is, though. It's I Christmas can... time. Oh, I think the verse is na, rubbish, na, to be honest. Na, 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 na. No, but then it rubbish. picks up... Da, da, oh, around the world. Ta- oh. Christmas time. <laughs> there you go. See, it is catchy, <laughs> but not in well, a good way. I, I still don't think the verse is great. No, 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 no. But, but when they pick yeah, up... It, the, the... the chorus is catchy. But again, not in a good way. Because usually it's a good thing. But a song like that is just bad catchy. Oh, I know the bit that's good. A prayer for the other world. That's probably Bonnet, the best part Bonnet, of the song. Isn't it? It's got... But yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, I won't sing the whole song. <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah, because, you know, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm actually just remembering it and thinking, oh, yeah, it's, I guess it is quite catchy, actually. <laughs> but I still don't particularly like it. Because mm. it's one of those that you catch yourself singing and you're a bit mm. like, oh, man. <laughs> I did do it the other day in the shop with the Paul McCartney one. Yeah. I went simply, no, Paul. <laughs> Paul ruined Christmas again. Oh, I wonder if the podcast will pick that meow up. Oh, poor Harry. Do you have any thoughts? Is he your favourite singer? Anyway, I think on that note, I think we can wrap up. <gasps> like Christmas right, I didn't presents. mean I didn't mean that, but yeah, yeah, I did mean that. We can wrap this one up. Farewell. Merry Christmas. Merry that sounded Christmas. really facetious from me. Do it again. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.